0: baby! Spud here. I've met a lot of people, and i played some, too. And there's one thing I know. People like to talk. It's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where are you baby? How y'all making this evening? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast podcast, talking on my ass with friend Dan Lambert, who, actually, I'm closer with his brother, Eric. But uh, I, I was just so impressed with all the stuff that Dan was able to put together and do while the lockdown was going on. He's bar owner in Hammond, and now he's a restaurateur. And anyway, it, he, he's just a cool dude, and he's got a great story. And this is a whole lot nicer than talking about guns. Anyway, Dan Lambert here on the podcast right after this. Spud here. On Friday, two friends told me they had COVID. Monday evening, I started feeling punky. Tuesday morning at 6.30, I was at Rapid Urgent Care getting tested, and by 7 o'clock, I was quarantined. Don't fool around. If you have any symptoms, let the professionals at Rapid Urgent Care diagnose your condition. They've got you covered with eight clinics from Baton Rouge to Bogalusa, from Metairie to Mandeville. You can even visit a doctor online. Mask up and get yourself and your loved ones tested at Rapid Urgent Care. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find the clinic nearest you. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, and that means hurricanes and heat. So how are you going to handle it this year? How about with a brand new whole house generator and an upgraded AC system from Serantine Refrigeration? My power went out during Hurricane Zeta for 10 whole seconds. Then my Serantine service generator kicked in. We were even able to run extension cords to the neighbor. And Serantine will keep your AC running smooth and cool even in the dead of August. Call Serentine today, 504-833-8831. 833-8831, tell them Spud sent you. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish Coffee and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish Coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market, or order it online. Have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish coffee. Okay, so I'm talking to my friend uh, Daniel Lambert, who is actually the brother of my friend Eric Lambert, and, and I've used the, uh, the, the law abilities of your other brother, Adam Lambert, and I know your mom, and I know your sister. So y'all just like a big old crew over there, Daniel. So There's uh, a lot of us. Well, y'all, I don't know. It's just, there wasn't a lot. Y'all were all born before cable TV. So <laughs> that's like me. I come from five. My wife comes from six. My mom, my dad came from six, and my mom came from 10. And my, ne- my uncle, her brother next door had 12. It was like cable TV.
1: Yeah, they didn't
0: have a lot to do that back then. Yeah, really, man. It's like one book to pass around, you know, after Bill and Susan. It's like, dude, you know. Anyway, uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. I'm, I'm, I'm The reason I even called you, aside that I'm going to try to uh, finagle some free wings out of you the next time I go to Hammond, is uh, I'm watching all the stuff that you did on Facebook. And we were posting during the pandemic, the lockdown, Everybody was doing stuff. We found all kinds of crap against the fences and under bushes and old lattice work, and we turned a whole lot of it into something new, and, and basically our backyard was an ugly jungle, and now, nice. it's, now it's it's not an ugly jungle, although it still needs a lot of, a lot of work, and, and we're doing that stuff, but dude, I'm watching you, and you're like, man, you're building like a chicken coop and... All kinds of stuff you got going on back there. I mean, I thought you were like building a summer camp or something. You have a bunch of kids running around there in, uh, in June and July.
1: Yeah, we almost turned into a daddy daycare for for sure when they had the pandemic and all the kids were out of school. I had a lot of parents uh, looking to me to keep their kids for in the afternoon because I put them to work uh, yeah, building and working on our little uh, homestead projects. We, we kind of turned the house into a little homestead there. I was watching too much reality TV, I think. And, uh, we started, uh, we started a little garden. Yeah. We built, uh, some, my wife wanted a garden box and I overdid it instead of just building a little flower box. I built three big, huge garden beds and we started raising vegetables and stuff. And uh, I guess that just wasn't enough for me. So Mm. I decided to get some livestock and bought some chickens and, uh, it's, you know, it's we didn't have anything we could do. My bar was shut down. Yeah. you know they, they shut everything down. So I, I, I wanted to stay active to do something other than just drive me crazy. And I took it a good time to figure. I think I teach my kids something about raising their own food and you know yeah. raising some chickens and things like that. And kind of just turned into little projects here and there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I was a kid, I grew up in the country, and uh, yeah. when I was a little kid, I mean, we had two cows. My mama used to milk them. One was called Cayette, and the other one was Browning. And we had, like, rabbits and chickens and pigs, and we had a big garden. I grew up, like I said, out in the country, we had about seven or eight acres of land. Now it's all subdivided and everybody's living on it. But, you know, I mean, I got I got corn growing merit badge by growing, like, six one two three six, six ninety two, three, six, six 90-foot long rows of, of corn. And, dude, I mean, I was out there tending that stuff every day. I got, like, 60 bushels of corn nice in no time big big corn i was out there spraying with wettable seven and now i'm sitting there going dude if i had to do that again (laughs) and maybe maybe (laughs) by the third season i'd come up and that's when i was watching you and and it inspired me to go like you know pick up some of my skills that i learned in the boy scouts that i've forgotten in the last 50 years
1: yeah, that well that's that's kinda of what I was looking for. You don't you don't see a whole lot of it anymore, especially teaching the kids how to do stuff and, and look at you, you, it's something you remembered your whole life, you know. You go back and, and these are things I'm trying to get my kids to remember too, you know. And now you you might not have to make your own corn or grow your own corn, but you know how to, you know, mm-hmm. ever since you were a kid. So it's always in the back of your head, you know, and and, and as a kid I just wanted something to kind of get my kids' mind off of what was going on, too, you know, yeah. and it, it just seemed to be a good project, good project to do.
0: Well, and the, the thing of it is, at the end of your project, look, I mean, my wife dragged the kids outside and, and did stuff, and actually, she was actually lamenting the other day. She goes, "I miss the lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go outside and work in the backyard, and the garden, every day, and dig up crap and you know." So we're still working on on stuff around the house to to pretty it up and such, but you know now now you're you back to the hustle and the bustle of trying to make a buck you know and, and yes so frankly dude i mean i kind of missed the lockdown too yes i i
1: did and uh but you know eventually you got it was like a little vacation from from work and then moved to a different thing but then we you know you got to get back yeah. to it and uh And business had to be tended to. So we we got back to business. And uh, the only way we were able to get back, as you know, I owned a bar, Kate Street Pub in downtown. They called it Mule's Kate Street Pub. But we had to close because we didn't have any food or anything. It was just strictly a bar. And uh, what I did, decided to do, is the only way I could get my people back to work was to put in a kitchen. And now a lot of people thought, well, why don't you just throw some peanuts in the bar and call it a day? And they'll say it's a kitchen. But that's not exactly how it went. If you wanted to open and be considered what was called a uh, conditional restaurant by the ATC, you had to have a permanent kitchen. It wasn't just something that you could just say, oh, I'm a kitchen now, and I put in a hot plate or a or thing. Yeah. You had to have a you
0: real kitchen. A that you could have a crock pot full of chili and serve exactly. chili dogs over the bar while they played poker in the back. yes yeah. so,
1: that's exactly right. They weren't falling for that. You had to have a real kitchen that could take unprepared food and cook it. And uh, so what I did is I asked them if would it would be okay if I got a food trailer that's fully enclosed. It's basically a kitchen on wheels. It's got a sink, you know, to wash dishes. It's got grease. It's got everything. And they, you know, the ATC worked with me and the health department worked with me and the city of Hammond. I found all these institutions all these government officers that were really willing to help in spite of everybody saying how they were putting their foots on our throat and putting us out of business. They didn't actually helped me get open. You know, they were very helpful. Now they, when we were open, they were there making sure we were following protocols and restrictions and all that. But as far as, getting the ability to actually put that kitchen in and open it up. It really was something they really helped us with. You know, they wanted to see us in business. It wasn't like they were trying to shut us down and close
0: us. No, they and, wanted uh, the tax revenue. Let's not get yeah. They wanted the money.
1: Let's say, yeah, it's oh, a no, whole look, money. They wanted that money coming in. When
0: you, when you said, when you had that post on Facebook about your bar, going, I can't serve, I can't serve booze in my bar. Cause I don't have a kitchen. But but it's okay for me to let you in to play video poker. That's when yeah. I thought, oh, you got to be kidding me! But no, yeah, they... I've gone several bars here in Metairie and It's the same thing. I, I knocked on the door and they go like, well, you can't come in here and drink, but you can come play video poker. I'm going, I don't play video poker; I drink. So you know, right? Me in the parking and it lot. And
1: there was a lot of uh, a lot of things like that where the government, you know, that that we were getting bar owners were getting very upset about. I'll be yeah. honest, like the fact they would let them go in and and gamble and and they could drink while they were gambling, but you couldn't just go and drink, you know. it you, didn't understand why they would let people in a casino and not in a bar. Well, we understood why. Everybody knows why. But we couldn't understand legally why they could say that, you know. Mm. But but they did, and, and they, you know, that, but, you know, you have to do, you have to play the game with the rules they give you to play. So they gave me the rules. I went and found a, a kitchen, and I opened up. And, you know, the community is what really was, was, what rallied around is people started ordering food and coming and getting a takeout and it started to grow. And I never dreamed. I was just, you know, basically trying to get a fancy crock pot on the bar to get, open, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and it worked. I got open, but then people started really liking the food. Well, you, but they really,
0: but you ain't no such dude. I mean, I'm watching some of the stuff of your recipes that you're putting out there. And it's like, damn, man, you really well, know what you, you, you should have found this calling before the lockdown. Well, I'm,
1: I'm just like you, but I'm from down here where, you know, everybody, all the women down here drink like their daddy and their mom and they cook like their mamas, you know, <laughs> we, and don't, and we don't, know how to, we know how to cook.
0: Yeah, yeah that's them. right.
1: <laughs> and, and we, we, uh, and so I just cook like things that my mama taught me to cook. And then I started, uh, smoking, uh, meat, like pulled pork and stuff. Cause I do that a lot around the house. And I had a smoker. I said, let me smoke something. This is special. And I smoked some pulled pork and people loved it so I started smoking on a regular basis and now it's become a big thing with the barbecue and uh, I've been selling lots of pulled pork and it got so popular Spud that the building next door to me became available and it it was a, a small little sandwich shop that mm-hmm. was there it was uh, one of the chain places and they didn't make it through the pandemic because uh, you know, a lot of places didn't and they, they folded and I picked up the opportunity and bought the place next door to me, and I, I'm putting a full-fledged kitchen, opening a new restaurant out of this pandemic. How do you like that? That's what, I'm I it.
0: That's, that's what so I've I'm I, been following you on Facebook, man. I've been, I've been going like, damn. I mean, I don't have the opportunity to just get in a car and drive to Hammond, even though I like that sure. town. I've been there many, many times, but it's like now i got one more reason to find the time to get in my car and drive to Hammond because I want to <laughs> check out your vittles. Well, we'd
1: love to have you. I'm opening it right now. I'm getting everything done. I'm working with the city again in the state and getting all the licensing together. And hopefully we'll be opening it in May. So now that the bar can be open without food, I've taken the food trailer that I had and an opportunity just opened up. I'll tell you what, you know. Uh, God is good to you. He opened up opportunities for me, and now they allow me to put my trailer out at the uh, local sports park here, the pila Sports Park, and I, I work with the Roo, uh concessions people, and I, they, I sell pulled pork sandwiches and pulled pork egg rolls to all the kids playing ball out at the parks on the weekend. It's just, it's just been great. It really has
0: been. Well, you know. yeah, God's been great to you, but he also, you know, you recognize the blessings that He throws at you, and you take Absolutely. advantage of. And that's the thing of it too. One of the reason He threw all those blessings statues because the first thing in your mind and i've heard this from a lot of restaurateurs you know frank brightson and and, and duke la cicero and a bunch of people like that first things first how am i going to get my people back to work and that's yes. the first thing you did i did i did all this stuff i started doing this so i could get my people back in here and get them to work all right when we come back i gotta step away but when we come back we're going to pick it up here. We're going to find out about the Kate street pub. We're going to find out about Mr. Mules and we're going to hear some of the recipes you got going on over there. And, uh, we're going to take, cause I mean, Hammond's what 45 minutes from here. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's quick. And, and Southeastern's there. So you can go watch football game and, and, and go pig out downtown with you. I'm talking to uh, Daniel Lambert here on the Spudcast podcast, talking out my ask about how he thrived in the pandemic. And, uh, now i'm all jealous what can i say back with more right after this hey guess what the pandemic's finally winding down looks like you might get to go on a little vacay but where are you gonna go I got an idea. Go fishing. Get yourself a license and insured fishing guide at LASaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. At LASaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos of all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to LASaltwater.com and book your charter today. But here, do your breakers keep breaking? Do you see a spark when you plug in your hairdryer? If you do, I want you to remember one thing. That's Eugene Lawrence's number at E1 Electric. Let's face it, you don't know nothing about electricity, but Eugene does. A licensed and insured electrical contractor over 25 years' experience, him and his crew can do anything for you, from hanging a ceiling fan to rewiring an apartment complex. So before you hear this, you better hear this. Thanks for calling E1 Electric. How can we help you? E1 Electric, 504-947-3392. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch resistant lenses, dust busters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps. The list just keeps on growing and it needs to keep on growing because the next generation of space exploration has arrived and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to ExploreASA.org to find out more. Okay, we're back talking with Daniel Lambert, my partner. By the way, you got one of the coolest beards. I mean, did they make you wear like a big net over your face? You got to that big Santa Claus beard when you're hanging over the gumbo pie.
1: Yeah, yeah, when I'm in the kitchen, I have to wear a, a beard net because the beard's getting kind of uh, out of out of control. But yeah, I do. I want, nobody wants to see a big long gray hair in their beard, you know, <laughs> in, their, in
0: their gumbo. You know? That's Well, You know, hey, put a, put a candy cane in each one of them, you know, and that'll be the event. I saw that picture you sent to your mama too. Here, Ma, here's a picture for you. And you got that beard hanging out there, and it's like, dude, you you are Sanity Claus. That's all there is to it is,
1: I I tell him I'm Danta Claus, Santa's brother. There you go.
0: There you go. Fred Claus, Danta Claus. That's a good one. Okay, let's get back to the Vittles. And 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 of course I have to say one more time how they told you I'm glad, I am glad you told me the story about how all these agencies really helped you to open up, you know, and showed you what the rules were instead of just waiting for you to break a rule and come back to That's right. it, they showed you how to do it. Because I gotta tell you, when I saw that post about you can't open your bar except oh, please come in and play video poker so they can they can get the tax revenue. Hey man, I'm not opposed to paying taxes. I I'm I'm i got all my stuff at H and R Block right now. But the bottom line is, man, that that was chicken shit. It really was. It just it just came across stupid. And I'm glad Yeah it you... was it was. Yeah it is. It was stupid. You was. know? And that's now they're redeeming themselves kinda helping you open this place up. Okay, so you got you got you had the Kate Street pub. What was it? What was it before you bought the place next door? Oh uh, let's
1: see. Uh, the Kate Street pub I had it and then next door was the Peter Pit, uh which was the little sandwich shop was mm-hmm. there. And uh before I was there uh, the, the K-Tree Pub, that was a shoe store back in 1997, I took it over it was Imperial Shoe Store,
0: that's right there's and three th- bars in Thibodeau they call it the Golden Triangle roxa's Renee's, and across the street is the Red Goose Saloon, and it was a Red Goose shoe store, so I think I think shoe stores make make good bars I think yeah, I
1: mean it, you can drink out of a shoe if you want to yeah,
0: you don't have oh special God. shoe champagne or something alright, I'm sorry, <laughs> go ahead
1: well, we opened up, uh, the next door to us. We're trying to open it up now. It's, uh, we're converting it into a full fledged kitchen. We're going to do New Orleans style po' boys and barbecue and some seafood. I'll cook some daily specials. And i tell you that I didn't want to be in the restaurant business. I owned a restaurant years and years ago and, uh, we sold it. And I just was in the bar business. Cause I said, you know, the money's in the bar business, but the love is in the food, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh,
0: Oh yeah. It's well, fun. I mean, it is. Look, I mean, booze is booze. You don't make booze. You buy right. booze from somebody else and you pour it. You might have a good that's mixologist, right. you know, who could make a really good bloody mary. You might make your own bloody mary, but you didn't make the vodka, you know. But right. you make the food. You take raw food and and turn it into <laughs> a delicious deal. And that that does rep- that does make you feel the love because that's it that looks like something you're actually pouring your heart into when you bring that plate out to the table. You know, that's correct.
1: Yeah, and and uh, it's more of a family atmosphere as a bar. I, I kind of grew up with it, you know. But I'm 52 now, and I, my little my daughter is uh, she's going away to college. She's going to Lafayette. She's going to be a raging Cajun, and uh, I'm getting to take this summer and uh, with the trailer out there at the at the ballpark. I'm letting my daughter run all the staffing for the front of the house, and I'm teaching her how to manage a business before she runs off to college. I've got this summer to. To, to spend yeah. a little more time with her, you know, before she heads well, you out. Couldn't,
0: and, you couldn't talk her into going to Southeastern? You know, then you can make her work I, I, on weekends.
1: Trust me, I tried. <laughs> but, but mean, you know, she's got
0: like a 4 and and, I mean. Yeah,
1: she i'm really proud of her she's 4.0 captain on her soccer team all district and uh she's uh just a uh, she's an ambassador for her school she uh loves jesus and she's just a great little girl and i'm really proud of her so i'm glad to be able to spend a little time with her this summer and, uh, yeah. before she she wants to get out of here and get away from mom and daddy for a while you know so would i <laughs> can't blame her for that yeah
0: Okay, so all right, so you all right. The Kate Street Pub was just a was just a bar, but you've serving food out of there because you know anybody can Google you up and go look at your web page. And you got uh, who's that chef in the picture, by the way, holding that holding, holding a fist.
1: Oh, I'm not sure who's in the picture. He's, he's, got,
0: he's got a little little bitty beard, little bitty black beard on his chin.
1: Oh, that's Josh Skidari. Yeah, that's our yeah, that's our that's him. That's our chef, Josh Skidari. He's a good little guy, too, and he makes
0: some good food, I'll tell you what. It looks good. It looks good. I mean, you know, I, I, I've seen a, I've seen a lot of plastic-looking food. I mean, a lot of good-looking food that tastes like plastic, and that, that stuff looks good. All right, so he's the chef there. So you're opening up this place next door, Mr. Mule's, and is it Mr. Yeah. Mule's because you started all the smoking, or, or where, where'd you come up with Mr. Mule? I ain't never heard you call that name.
1: Well, they when I came up here to college back in the, the early 90s, I came up here to Southeastern and I, I played uh, rugby up here. And one of my best friends, he nicknamed me Mule when I was a kid. And when he came up here, he introduced me to everybody as Mule and the nickname stuck on me like glue. I couldn't get rid of it. So for 25 years, everybody was calling me Mule, and it got so long that the girls that started working for me, they were young, they started calling me Mr. Mule. So I just went with it, Spud.
0: (laughs) I'm Spud, so there you go. I've been Spud (laughs) since I was 10. I thought I was going to be able to drop Spud when I got to, uh, to college, and I go to Nichols, and I'm in the band, and there's 10 upperclassmen all named John. You know, so it's like, okay, well, I guess Spud's it, and that's all there is to it. So yeah. Hey, you
1: deal the cards they throw at you. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, look, you, you've turned Spud into a pretty good name, I'd say.
0: Uh, well, I know people I went to college with for four years who don't know my real name, so uh, I guess so, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things they'll tell them when they come in tomorrow. bar. You know, of course, when they come in, oh, I know Mule. and They'll look at him and say, what's his real name?
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's like your brother. We called him Lambo think yeah. like in the eighties doing stand up at the Grin Room, man, you know, he was like he was that like, that clutch of comics that we had up in there, you know, and he was and that's when Rambo came out. We just started calling him Lambo. And that's Lambo, how I got him yeah. listed in my phone, you know. I gotta stop and think about Eric, you know. So, <laughs> all, right. all right, so what are we gonna have over there? What what's this what's the specialty gonna be at, Well, uh,
1: up here in Hammond, one thing I found that we were lacking uh from from uh, you know from back home was good po'boys you know they they do have some places that have good sandwiches but just not that crunchy leidenheimer's bread biting yeah. into that that roast beef sandwich that we're so used to yeah. and you know we just i just didn't find that up here so i figured let me let me try and make some of those and, and along with my pulled pork and i uh, came up with a, my own brand of seasoned uh, Mr. Mule's Barbecue Rub. We call it Mr. Mule's Cajun Barbecue Rub, and we've been selling that too. It's been crazy, man. Everything. Uh, every time I use something, I try to find another way to make some money from it. So we, we started using this rub on our meat, and we, we made this special uh, uh, concoction of ingredients and stuff, and it tasted really good. So we kept making it, but it was hard to get it consistent because different people would make it. So I went to this place in Harvey, and it's called Blend Market, and what oh, they do is they idea. tip my thing and they yeah, they they make stuff for Rouse's and all the grocery stores around town. And uh, they make seasonings. They blend them together. They took my recipe. They blended it all together. And the lady said, why don't you bottle it? You could pay for the stuff you use at the restaurant. I said, well, that sounds like a good idea. So we put it in a bottle and now I sell Mr. Mule's Cajun barbecue rub.
0: Can I order and, that uh, online?
1: Yeah, you can order it. Uh, I got a website, Mister com, or you can pick some up at the restaurant. Should be from. available.
0: I have to get some. Amazon. But I got a buddy of mine who makes his own rub and it's a delicious rub, but he went to one of these places to get his stuff made. And it his is like like sand. It's like the grit of sand and I find that clings to the meat and everything else, but he brought it someplace to get it processed and try to sell it. And he turned it into a powder and it's it's just not the same. The flavor was not the same, the texture obviously wasn't. A, so he just said to hell with it. He just makes it and he sends me some when he makes a new batch, but I mean, have, have they stayed true to your mixture or did they, yes. So you ain't going to yeah, worry the,
1: about it. Well, the only, and I was worried about that too. The only thing they did was, uh, and it may be what his had something to do with the sugar or something. There's a way, and it's right. It's, it's, it's because of the, I guess the moisture in it and mm-hmm. they have to put, uh, they have to use granulated instead of the powder. So it doesn't cake up. That's one of the things they, they did. But it, it, in my recipe, it didn't affect the taste of it. Oh, so funny. I tried. I, I actually put them side by side and tried it both, and it didn't affect the taste. But I could see where someone with a, a higher maybe sugar content or something, it would affect it, yes, it, to stop it from caking up when you try to
0: pour it. You know? mm. So where are you at downtown? I mean, uh, not a lot of people know. When you come in, okay, folks, so if you're driving in and you take uh 55 and you go 12 and then you turn by that big – but a big uh, mall and go left and you go through a bunch of stuff. And then if you keep going, you're going to run into the campus. And if you look to your right, they got railroad tracks and that's kind of some very cool old restaurants and such up in there. Where are you? If I,
1: that's where I am, where where the the cool restaurants are.
0: Uh, When you
1: come in, yeah, when you come in, you go through the tracks and you pass all that, like you're going to Southeastern. And you're right; you keep going uh, down the railroad tracks on your right, and you get into right into the heart of downtown. Right after the, you'll see it right after you go past the mall. You're right in the heart of downtown, and you just take a right, and we're right over the tracks, right yeah. in the heart. If you kept going too far, you're right; you'd be there at southeastern Southeastern. Um, so we're right before, right in between the mall and Southeastern, right in downtown Hammond. It's right in the heart.
0: How far you from the Columbia Theater? Cause that, that's a great thing We're around the
1: corner. Yeah. We're oh. Columbia is on Thomas and we're around the corner, uh, uh, to the right of them. And that's, uh, one of the things in, in downtown Hammond right in that center area where I'm talking, there's lots of parking lots. And so people come down on the weekends and they park and they stroll our shops in downtown. Yeah. They come at our restaurants and the, in our, our, bars and they listen to music and Hammond's really a quiet, quaint little town. And I fell in love with it when I came up here and found my wife and stayed here and, it's really it's it's a great town to come up here and visit to get away for a little while. We yeah. got some, some places to stroll around. It's a really a nice, nice. It's day. one of the
0: things that they're trying to do with like Fat City and Metairie is turn it into a situation like that where you can park. You got plenty of parking. You can park your car. You can wander around. You don't have to look over your shoulder. You know. Right. I mean, and it's and we like, have, it's we like have, every uh, town. It's got a couple of couple of yahoos that need to be watched, but for the most yep. part, Hammond is just a. I got two I know 2 3 people have retired and moved there just cuz they got fed up with all the nonsense in the city you
1: know yeah, we do have a a, a good like a police presence in downtown they have details that make sure everything is copacetic down there and we don't have fortunately you know we we don't have a big crime rate down here And. the uh, and uh, it, it does help with you know the business of our town, too. It, it's The community itself is really a nice community. A lot of good people yeah. are, uh, coming together and helping one
0: another. Well, the thing of it is, I went to Nichols and Thibodeau. I'm out of time, i got to say this, though. I went to Nichols and Thibodeau. And it's a nice town. You can stroll around through neighborhoods, but it's not really too much of a strolling place like, like Hammond is. I mean, they got like the main drag cuts right through town. So if you want to stay to one side or the other of it, you know that's that's okay, but when you get to that downtown area over there, the old the old depot and the tracks, and once you get on that side of town by the Columbia Theater, man, you got like six square blocks you can wander around in, and it's it's yeah, it's, it's nice. It's it good. is
1: nice. It's nice to live here. Little ice cream shops and families visiting. It's really it really is nice to visit.
0: All right, I gotta go. I gotta boogie, Dan Lambert, and it's the Kate Street Pub and Mister Mule's kitchen kitchen just not that's I was right. gonna say barbecue but it ain't it's just mr mule's kitchen but you got your barbecue rub and you can you can right. do your favorite uh your favorite uh website is google so kate street pub and mr mule's kitchen dan thanks yes, a sir. bunch man tell your mom i said hey i sure will spud take all care right. of yourself buddy. all right wrapping up the podcast right after this Getting older and feeling your age? the sad truth is, guys, you don't have to be getting up in age to lose that pep in your step. Sometimes you just need a little kickstart to get the juices flowing. So don't sit around and mope. Go to the Mope Clinic. At the Men's Optimal Performance Enhancement Clinic, Chris Rue will do more than just fling a blue pill at you and send you to the gym. The proper testing and diagnosis will put you on the path to being your old self again, or better yet, your new self again. Go to the Mope Clinic, mopeclinic.com, M-O-P-E-clinic.com to start your journey to a better, stronger, healthier. You. Spot here. You know, the last couple of years, I got to be buddies with attorney Mike Brandner, the guy Gambit Readers have voted the state's best lawyer two years running. Yeah, he, he's been on that super lawyer's list longer than I can remember. But you don't make it number one on those lists because you have witty commercials. You make it because you treat your clients like they're number one. And that's what Mike Brandner does. His clients are like his friends. He helps them through the tough times until he can get them a big check from the big insurance companies. So if you're in a wreck, get the big guy in your corner. Get Mike Brandner. 345 1111. Okay, so uh, Dan Lambert, yeah, that was cool. He's a lot of fun. I mean, I, and I got to make a trip up there just to check out his food because, uh, man, it sure looks good, I'll tell you what. Anyway, I appreciate you joining me here on the Spudcast Podcast. You can find me on Red Circle and Spotify and Google Podcasts and Amazon Music and Public Radio and Stitcher. And I'm on Twitter at Spud SpudGotThat, and I'm also on Facebook, Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell, or The Big Teasy. I'm on all of those. And uh, if you want to be a sponsor of the Spudcast, or if you want to have it emailed directly to you, you can contact me at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining me. Talk to you all next week. Y'all watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.